the last thing you remember? What's the last thing you remember? Think, think, goddamn, think. You are, you're at home. You just got home from work. You had a, had a shitty day at the office. It was, it was busy. There's. I remember. You got home. You went to bed. You ate. It was. You had food delivered. That was it. You had food. It must have been a delivery. Why is there no light? Why is there no light? What is going on? Where am I? Darkness, pure and simple absence was all that filled the room. The air was as motionless as the walls that held back the light, yet the void felt as if it had physically manifested itself into something more than nothing. The black area within the four walls felt as if it had become solid. He remained motionless where he lied on the hard floor. He assumed it was concrete. He could feel that his eyelids had opened, but his eyes were unable to decipher anything around him. There was a moment where he'd considered the possibility that he had gone blind and that he was actually in a fully lit room. He couldn't dismiss this possibility, but he felt that it was more likely that the room was just solid. He pulled himself up to a sitting position and placed his palms on the cold floor. It was smooth, but solid. There was no way it was anything other than concrete. He rubbed the surface and was impressed by the designer's masonry, if only for a moment. Even though there's no light, there has to be a door. He stared into the void. I, I just have to find it. He began crawling in the direction in front of him. His movement was slow as he reached out to feel for anything. He had no way of knowing how big the room actually was. As he slowly crept forward, he stopped when his hand hit another rough surface. Bricks. He rubbed the rough wall and felt the spots where they were held together. Okay, so there's this wall. He pulled himself up to a standing position and held the wall. His arms spread out, almost as if he was hugging the solid surface in front of him. He stepped rhythmically in one direction until his hand hit another brick wall. Once he had marked where the corner was in his mind, he turned and stepped in the opposite, to judge the size of the room. Much to his dismay, he hit the other corner after only ten steps. He repeated this process until he was certain that he had hit every corner. The room was ten steps, which he equated to about ten feet, give or take in each direction. He was trapped in a 10 by 10 room with no light, and notably, no door. How? How can a room have no door? Unless I was dropped in from a hatch above. He looked up. But there would probably be lighting coming in if there was a hatch. It would be damn near impossible to block it out that well. He kept his gaze upward. He had no idea where he was and no idea how he would get out. 
He wasn't even sure if here was a place or just a fragment of his own imagination. Could a place like this really exist? Could someone have built a light-proof room around him? Alas, it must be true, but how? How could someone keep him unconscious long enough to build such a complex room around him? The man was not able to fully comprehend such a thing, for his thoughts were interrupted by the sounds of scraping. It was by no means a metallic sound, but more of nails on a chalkboard. He spun around to see where the sound had come from, however, the darkness consuming the area around him made that task impossible. Do you know why you are here? A voice questions. No, he answers. You have been a terribly selfish man. How so? Let's start with the child in your neighborhood, shall we? You weren't paying attention to the road when you slammed into him. That wasn't my fault. The fault lies within you and you alone. That stupid phone was more important than ensuring the safety of others. It was an accident. That's all. Was the girl you assaulted an accident as well? The voice harshly questions. That was a misunderstanding. And the man you sent to the hospital. Do you consider beating someone with a lead pipe an accident or a misunderstanding? Look, I've made mistakes in my life, but those instances were in no way my fault. That's absurd. You knew exactly what you were doing, yet you didn't care. Those innocent people's lives were ruined. What do you want from me? The man shouts. I've apologized. I've paid for my actions. What more is there to do? Apologies are worthless if it isn't sincere. I do not care for your apologies, nor do I care if other people have forgiven or simply looked past those horrible things. I, on the other hand, cannot and will not ever forgive the man who assaulted my sister, killed my younger brother, and beat up my brother-in-law. What? The man says, assuming there would be a hint of remorse plastered onto this man's face would be premature, for he had committed the violent acts and was more likely incapable of feeling anything. You have not truly paid for your crimes, but don't you worry. You have a long time to think everything through. (laughs) The voice menacingly chuckles. I would be careful when roaming around that dark room. It can be quite sharp. Please. Please, don't do this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whatever I've done. I don't... I don't want to die. The man pleads. An abrupt sound of rushing water floats into the man's line of hearing. He frantically walks around the room in an attempt to find the source of the sound, but... There's not one place he could find that would allow any such thing to enter his layered prison. The man bangs his fists against the brick walls, fingernails desperately scratching at the rectangular bricks. Hopelessness washed over the man when water surrounded his knees. 
He sank to the floor in a helpless manner. He had truly been defeated by a person crazed for revenge for things that this man had done in his past. He had made a lot of regrettable mistakes while he was younger, and he probably didn't think twice about his past coming back to haunt him. Things could have turned out differently had he just come clean and allowed himself to pay the consequences for his actions. The man sits in the water surrounding him, head against the cool surface of the wall behind him. He is doomed, doomed to spend the rest of his life in this bricked, ten-by-ten-foot prison, doomed to replay those incidents in his mind until he is eventually driven insane. The person whom had built this wall around him must be satisfied with this unfortunate event for the man will be paying the price he should have paid over eight years ago. One life will waste away, the body withering into nothing as an act of revenge from a person desperate to right the wrongs that had been bestowed upon their family. So that was Bricks by Beautiful Nightmare, a fantastic modernization of The Cask of Amontillado, if you didn't catch that. Very Poe-esque, very well-written, very much appreciated. She did an amazing job um, writing the story, so thank you, Beautiful Nightmare, as always. And as always, I'm sure this will be a very, very much appreciated and enjoyed story. Hopefully the little intro thing I did wasn't too much. I thought it sounded good. Uh, it had I had this weird idea and decided to do it, so I decided to do it. So, you know, whatever. If you guys did enjoy it and want more content like this, please do consider joining the Nevermore. As always, you can do so by subscribing or supporting me through Patreon Coffee or any of these social media links down below. All of them optional. All of them appreciated. Thank you very much. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. I hope to see you on the next video. I know this one was short, but it needed to be a video. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well.